Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham, and I am the founder and host of this podcast and of the company. I'm really excited for today's episode. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Laura Ora, and she is a, an empowerment coach, and she owns her own marketing branding company. And so we talk about how she built her company and how she realized that when she first built her business, she was not quite the CEO that she wanted to be. She was too... I don't want to say too empathetic, but she was too into how people perceived her, making sure that everyone was taken care of. All those things are not doing what was best for her business and how then she restructured it. And she kind of had a re-breaking down and rebuilding into the business that made sense for her. She stopped and asked like, what does she want? What does she want her business to look like? How does she want to do it and let go all the shoulds? And that's kind of the crux of this entire episode is letting go of the shoulds and being willing to show up for yourself as yourself instead of trying different versions of other people on to see how they fit and just believing in yourself and what you are capable of doing without needing the validation from other people. And she had this really great, I don't know if this is exact quote you'll see in the episode, but the quote is, the shoulds are the tiny moments that we might not even be aware of. So oftentimes like we'll should on ourselves in these like little moments that we're not even paying attention to. And we're just like making these like little instinct decisions, but not actually thinking about if it's because of what we want, what we think is best, what we want to do versus like what we've heard other people do and how they expect us to act or what is like common in the industry or whatever it is. We build ourselves and our business on the shoulds in these tiny little moments that we're not aware of. And she was talking about, Laura was talking about how the possible cure for this that works for her and becoming very self-aware of these moments and actually like pausing to think, what do I want? And you'll hear in the episode too, like I really like that Laura did this, but she didn't feel the need to instantly respond a lot of times because I feel like there's a lot of pressure. Like when someone asks a question or like an email or someone texts you or whatever it is, we a lot of times just want to get to the back to them as soon as possible without taking the time to actually like sit into how we want to answer the question or how we want to respond or how we want to show up, we just start responding and reacting based on habits, based on like our feelings, like quickly in the moment to get to please other people, to get them the, the answer that they want, to get them the, you know, but instead of doing that, I think you'll hear it in the episode because I noticed it. Um, she even said at the, towards the end of one of my questions, she said, let me, let me just sit with that for a second to see how I want to respond. And then she did. I mean, it wasn't an hour long of sitting with it. It was about like 10 seconds. And then she came back and she answered my question. So she made sure that she answered the question in a thoughtful way that she would want to answer the question instead of like having to feel like she instantly needed to respond to respond. So I am very excited to have you listen to this episode and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. If you want to hear more from Laura, I have all her information in the episode show notes to check that out. And I want to quickly talk about the free resource that I have, the your Kill the Hustle, Your Marketing Your Business All Wrong workbook. It's a strategy workbook guide and it honestly goes into a lot of what Laura and I are talking about in the episode. So if you want to get a copy of that, that's also in the episode show notes. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Fave. I am the founder and host, Amanda Cunningham, and I am joined today by Laura Ora, and she is an alignment coach for female entrepreneurs, and she's also the CEO of Works & Co., which is an urban branding studio, and she's also the host of the Gutsy Podcast, and she's a speaker, and she's an author. She's doing lots of cool things. Hello, how are you today? I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me, Amanda. 
So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you do, both as like a female coach and uh, the CEO of your own branding yeah, studio? Yeah, so it's, sounds cool. it's been quite an entrepreneurial journey. I've been in business for 15 years. Um, and so it's, you know, it's it has literally been a journey. So I started my company when I was six and a half months pregnant with my son. I just, I was, I'm a graphic designer by nature. That's what my background, that's what my college um, studies are in. And so I knew I wanted to start a business. And, you know, when I was pregnant, I guess I, I don't know if it was superhuman hormones or just like extra, gu- <laughs> extra gutsiness before that was even a, a theme in my life. Um, I quit my job working for the Yellow Pages designing phone book ads. Uh, to start my branding company. And so that's my bread and butter. That's still, you know, it's kind of a well-oiled machine at this point. Um, But my heart and my focus is on guiding and supporting female entrepreneurs. So um, I do alignment coaching with them, which is helping them to rediscover who they are, what they want, and how they actually want to do this life and business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I get to host the Gutsy Podcast, which just made it to the top 100 charts under entrepreneurship. Yes. Which I'm... I saw that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very, very honored um, and very proud of myself for that. Um, And so, you know, I'm just... I'm known for keeping it real. I'm very raw. Uh, I talk about the, the people most people are thinking about, but maybe don't have the space to converse about. And honestly, it's just getting back to who you've always been before the world told you what you should be. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that. Um, number one, I didn't even think that Yellow Pages had designers, so I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, until I read your... Yeah, there's real people behind the scenes. It's funny. You know, I can remember like right, right out of college, that was my very first job. And I was stoked to have that job. Um, and rightfully so, you know, it was, it was my first, yeah. like, you know, quote unquote, big girl job job. Yeah. And, but yeah, there were, there are real people behind the scenes making those ads in the phone book. <laughs> if you happen to even still own one of those, um, do they still make those? I, I get one from time to time. It's, do they? it's more okay. like a magazine now, but you know, oh, technology has shifted. So I read your bio and I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I guess that makes sense. I always just assumed that the people who bought the ads or whatever made them, or I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was just like, Oh, I didn't know that. I learned something today that is probably out of date. So it doesn't actually matter, but <laughs> <laughs> you learn something every day. Okay. Also, I saw the top 100 on the gutsy podcast and that was awesome. So, and you said, I'm, you're proud of yourself. And I was like, I just want to like say clap that you Thank said you're you. proud of yourself. Cause I feel like it's sometimes so weird to be like proud of yourself without feeling like you're sounding like Braggy. Arrogant, boastful, yeah. full of yourself, all this other yeah. that we're fed. Yeah, you know, honestly, all the negative. It, it's such a. It's still so brand new, brand new information to me. And the second I heard it, of course, I like had a beautiful meltdown in the best of ways because I, you know, it's it is a combination of a lot of things, and mm-hmm. I think it's really important to be proud of yourself, to acknowledge the road that you've been down, to acknowledge the work that you've put in, to acknowledge yeah. the times that you totally screwed up. And had no idea what you were doing, but chose to get back in and try it again. And all of that plus so much more is, is why I'm proud of myself. You know, it's, it's yeah. important, especially as women to really honor ourselves and give ourselves the credit that we so freely give to everyone else, but tend to kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, push under the mm-hmm. bed for ourselves. Yes. I love that. That's exactly why I liked it. I was like, yes, because I was happy for you. And I don't even like I haven't even done the work, you know, so I'm like, good job. You should be proud of yourself. That's awesome because that takes time and like consistency and showing up and all the things that you got to do. So awesome. Okay. Um, I would love to hear more about how you started the alignment coaching and how, because I, again, I looked at what you 
were talking about on your website and all your Instagram feeds and how you realized you were kind of burnt out with the way that you were building your business, which was, you know, very gutsy of you, like six and a half months pregnant to go out and build a branding business. So that's awesome. But like when you realized it wasn't actually what you were building, wasn't necessarily in alignment with what you wanted with, with your life. Like, how did you realize that? And how do you move forward with that now? Like, how did that change how you did your bit, like how you move in your business? Yeah, I think this is a good question because um, I think we often aren't always super aware of what alignment is or isn't in our life until you start to build awareness and recognition around it. So my kind of aha, wake up, get punched in the face moment was leading up to COVID, you know, before all that storm happened. Um, But I can very clearly look back now and see the signs, the signals, what kind of the universe is trying to tell tell me. But, you know, at that point, I had a full in-house design team and supporting staff. I had an office. I had um, dozens of clients on paper. Everything looked really good, but I was miserable. (laughs) Like I was so stressed. I was so overworked. I was worried all the freaking time. Um, I wasn't paying myself. So again, while things may have looked decent on paper, I had four months of paychecks laying on my desk at home that I chose not to cash for myself because I was such a people pleaser at that point. I couldn't stand the idea of letting people down in my life. So I took the blunt and I took the sacrifice and it screwed up a lot of things in my life. And so, you know, going through that, when COVID hit, it was like, you know, I've been trying to give you the signs. I've been been whispering at you. I've been nudging this across the table. I've been tapping you on the shoulder (laughs) and you're not listening. So now we got to take care of business. And so overnight, it was wiped clean. I had to let my entire staff go. I Mm. had to pack up and go into my basement for the next year and rebuild my business by myself. And you know, sitting in the basement by myself, heavily drinking. I'm not proud of that, but it was a part of that season. Just really in a deep depression, anxiety, all time high. My body like literally shutting down on me. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing it like this? And I asked myself one of the most profound questions that was, I, I think, kind of the pivotal moment for me. And I sat alone, kind of in the dark at my desk in my basement. And I said, what does Laura want? And I realized that I hadn't asked myself that in a really long time. Mm. And that started to open the door to saying, okay, now I can see how I was doing a bunch of things the way that I should do them, the way that was best for everyone else, the way that the world and society and my industry had expected me to. And I decided at that moment, I wasn't going to do it like that anymore. And I slowly but surely started to rebuild my business in a way that felt in alignment with me. And I realized the power of that. And that, that that's the thing. This is the season. This is the focus that my life is in right now. And it's helping other women to find that mm-hmm. version of themselves as well. Okay, I'm writing down what you're saying because I really liked the like stop doing what's best for everybody else and there's power in building the business you want in your way. Um, I'm writing this down because I think that was good to note on. Um, out of curiosity, what were the shoulds that you were doing that like tactically changed? Like I'm curious because you said people pleasing. So I'm curious, like what day to day changed, like when you had to rebuild, like how did you go about rebuilding it in a way that you wanted? Yeah. I mean, before I was, I was looking outside of myself for answers. I was turning to everyone else. What do you want? How do you want to do this? Um, really just like over exerting to making sure that everyone else had what they wanted and needed. 
Um, and you know, at that time, I don't know that I was a great CEO. You know, I think I was a good leader, but I wasn't a great CEO because I I wasn't able in that season to really own what was necessary for the the health of everything and everyone in the company. And so when I started to rebuild, I realized how how much power I actually have in myself. Mm. And that I don't need to go outside of the outside of myself for the answers that every single answer that I need is inside of me. If I will just sit still yeah. long enough, if I will just shut up for a hot second, yeah. if I will feel into it and give myself permission to take the next step that feels right in my body, that everything will work out the way it's intended to. Yeah. I also wanted to also say thank you for sharing all of that. That was very vulnerable. So I like, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think vulnerability is our power, you know, and it's, it's easy to see highlight reels. It's easy to see perfection. It's easy to see how everything is working out in some level of perfection. And I think it's (laughs) honestly, like, can you have those moments? Absolutely. But um, no business was built overnight. No success story came out of nowhere. And there are all these failed moments. We are not failures. We had failed moments. Mm -hmm. And those failed moments give you the opportunity to learn and to grow and to have more tools in your tool belt so that you can decide better the next time. Yeah, I like that because the no success came, like it doesn't come out of nowhere and like there is no overnight success with that because there's like a whole thing in music because I used to be like a musician and they would like Lizzo, for example, like she came out of nowhere in theory with like her, you know, what is it called? Not oh my gosh, truth hurts. Yes. It's blanking on the so that came, song came out of theatrically nowhere, and so everyone was calling her like an overnight success. And then of course the backstory is like she was like living out her car, and like she's been doing it for like I don't know eight years, hustling. And her dad was taking her like it wasn't out of nowhere. It was just all of a sudden all her work had accumulated, and then by chance something happened, and then something happened here, and then she had built the foundation and had the skills already that it seemed like an overnight success because now people who weren't paying attention were paying attention. Yes. You want to know how that actually happens? Go for it. Tell me. She kept showing up and saying yes. Yeah. She kept doing it. Just like many of the people, you're probably in the part of your story where you're continuously showing up and you're questioning yourself and you're saying, well, when is it going to be my time? And how's this all going to work yeah. out? And I don't have the answers and the who's and the what's and the when's. And it's like, your only role right now is to stay and get into alignment with yourself and continue to say yes continue to show up and accept that failed moments are part of the journey. If you try to avoid that the whole Mm -hmm. way through, you will never get to the point where you know that you actually can be. And probably even further, I I think that we underestimate the the power of ourselves. We even put our own little ceilings on and it's like, you don't even know what you're capable of. What if we just explore to find out what that might be. Yeah, I like that because I feel like there's a lot, especially like when you're doing your, I think in anything, but like, especially when you're doing your own business because there's no like, blueprint quote unquote like there could be like if you I don't know buy a franchise or like but there are some things you could like follow but in ter- like how you're making it your own and making the business that you want there's no like blueprint like you have to figure it out yourself and to your point I realized this the other day with another guest anyways she was saying that a lot of people don't realize when they become a business owner that they become like the leader of their company like they're not just like a like a worker in the business they have to then think of themselves as the leader and it's a completely a lot of times a new role that they have to step into. And so because of that, we don't know how to make decisions because we're not used to fully making all those types of decisions all by ourselves and then having, like, it's all on us. 
like our success is all on us. And so we don't realize that. And so if we don't step into that, obviously no one else is going to step into it for us. We have to do it for ourselves. Even if it's like hiring a coach, we still have to make the business decision of like, do we want to hire that? No one's going to come and tell us, go hire a coach. You know, yeah, I mean, it's still I think on that's, you. I think that's one of the most liberating and exciting parts of being an entrepreneur. And I think it's also the thing that scares and terrifies people, terrifies yeah. people the most. Because like you said, no one's, no one's showing up when you're sitting in bed or laying on the couch or, you know, tucked in a corner somewhere, like people aren't coming to rescue you. And so you have to be your own best advocate. You have to have at least, at least a shimmer of a belief. And even if you're in a moment or a season where that's really hard to wrap your head around, if you Mm -hmm. at least keep a little bit of that spark going, it will always reignite. I like that. You have to have at least a shimmer of belief in yourself. Because sometimes it's hard, like how you're saying, like when, you know, COVID hit and you were like not in the great place in your basement and stuff like that, you still had like a shimmer of that to like build yourself back out because it is like, it does get hard and things like COVID randomly happen and you can't control that. And then you have to like rebuild things and you don't know what to expect. And then you have to do it in a different way. Like all businesses, they're like pretty much went through this, especially with COVID. Like you can't keep doing things that you did before. And it's a good stepping back point to be like, what did I actually what do I want? I feel like everyone had that. COVID. I think like, so too. <laughs> everyone yeah, had their own variation. Everyone did, that. everyone did that. That's why everyone was like, I'm done. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do this. And they decided to like get back to that hobby. So I'm like, that's great. That's really great. So as far as like undoing the shoulds in other businesses, like when you work with other female business owners, what do they tend to have as shoulds in their business? Like what are they, I mean, obviously everyone's different, but what are like a common theme that you seem to find? Yeah, I love this. So shoulds are funny because they're like little, little tiny moments that you often don't even realize are happening. Ooh, um, yeah. And so I think one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself is get radically self-aware, radically self-aware of your thoughts, what you're feeling, what's coming up for you, where are you feeling it in your body? Um, you know, like I can tell when I get out of alignment, when I start getting really frantic and start trying to do a hundred things at one time, um, that's yeah. usually my cue to be like, hold up, <laughs> we need to, we need to, <laughs> we need to pause and step back for a hot second and, and realign here. But so a lot of the shoulds that I see, uh, with female small business owners, uh, the way that you should build a business. So, um, how many platforms to be on, how, how yeah. many times a day to post, how many, ha- mm-hmm. how many hashtags to use? How many carousels versus videos, reels versus TikTok, this, that, and the other thing. Be on LinkedIn. Don't be on LinkedIn. Who gives a flying... That's what I I mean. This is where I get like super honest. Like you have got to get out of the shoulds of what every person online is telling you to do. Because in one scroll, you could get 10 contradicting opinions. Yep. Yep. And and then you're like, you're kind of left with like, well, now I feel more confused than when I started. Well, what am I supposed to do? You know, it's going outside of yourself again for those answers. And it's like, what if I step back and say, what do I want? What feels right in my body? What can I handle right now? Where are my potential clients at? Like, that's the recipe. All that other stuff is just fluff. Um, Another one is services. The way I should build my services and the way I should price my services. Again, going outside of yourself. Is it okay to go out and look at what other people are doing? I think that that can have some benefit. The trick though is, yeah. to, is to pay attention to where the line is where, oh, well, that worked for her or that worked for him or that worked for them. Now I should replicate what they're doing. 
Yeah. Because just because someone's recipe worked for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And so what Mm -hmm. type of services do I actually want to offer? How do I want to service my clients? And what price point feels right to me? You know, price, mm-hmm. pricing is a whole different topic. But again, just kind of looking at like, how am I doing things? How are you showing up? You know, and, and yeah. especially in the coaching space, it's very easy to kind of like take on a visual persona of, yeah, I, you're laughing because you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laugh- I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you speak because I'm like, you're yes. laughing because <laughs> you, you know, you right? And I'm not knocking the way that anyone is showing up if it feels right to them, right? If that is, fully authentically who you are, then be that bright, loud, like in all of it, all of it. But are you starting to build your business and look the way that other people in your industry look? Because that's what's trending, because that's what's successful, because that's what's resonating with you at the moment. Like take a step back. Like who, who are you? How do you want Mm -hmm. to sound? How do you want to dress? How do you want to show up in your videos? You can scroll through my TikTok right now and you'll see, I think one of the most recent ones, I've got a towel wrapped up on my head because I just got out of the shower. I've got other ones where I'm in full makeup. I've got other ones where I'm sitting outside. I've got others where I have no makeup. It's just you. It's just me. But I want to express that I got to that point because I tried doing things that weren't for me for long enough. And I got tired of trying Mm -hmm. to do shit that didn't belong to me. And so getting comfortable in your own skin and knowing that you will be everything to the right people simply by being yourself. I love that. Can you repeat that? I don't know. That just came out. It's okay. That came out of the universe. (laughs) I will. You said two, you said two things. You said you you can be everything to some people. Oh my gosh. You can be everything to some people by just being yourself. Yes. Some version of that. And then you you also. You will be everything. Yes. To the right people by being yourself. There it is. There it is. Okay. To the right people by being yourself. I'm writing this down because this is like a little quote that I'm going to pull out. This is amazing. Um, and I, I also liked how you said you got tired. I think everyone will get tired. Because I, I did the same thing where I got tired of trying. You said, get tired of trying things that don't belong to you. And I always think of, um, this is a music reference, but Miranda Lambert has a song called Vice. If you've heard of it, it's a great song. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. I've heard of it. I don't know that I've heard it. Okay. It doesn't necessarily matter, but it's got like great writing in it. And she's like, um, I'll wear a town like a leather jacket. And when the new wear is off, I don't even pack. Like she's using it as a metaphor of like trying like different towns and different personalities Mm. on like jackets. And there's other metaphors of that, but I always think of that song specifically. But I really like that because I feel like we do that so often, especially like in the coaching space. Like I think just internet stuff, you'll see like what works, like literally whatever business you'll see because everyone's on social. So you like scroll through and to your point, like there's like a million different people out there telling you how to do social media. Right. And they might give contradict, like literally within like three minutes of scrolling, you might've passed like three people that give you like similar ish, but slightly contradictory information. And you're like, um, what do I do now? And sometimes that can lead to like nothing or like overdoing it, like trying everything. So there's right. not even like consistency to even make one of the things even try to work because you're so like, to your point, looking for the outside, someone telling you, because there is like, you know, I can sometimes even get sucked into it because I'm like, I'm not the best at social media because that's not where my strength is. And so I'm like looking, not necessarily looking, but it's just kind of like looking through and like, okay, well, they have like 41,000 followers and I can see people are commenting. What are they doing? So when they give me tips, I'm like, oh, what can I use from that? But I don't want to necessarily show up as them because that's not me. And to your point of like looking a certain way, I feel the same way because I feel like there's like almost um 
like a visual trend of like looking and acting and having a certain type of feeling around your business. Like it's, it seems to be, at least in my opinion, what I've seen. And again, this could just be the algorithm showing me things and kind of what pops up, but it tends to be very like thin and pretty and blonde and like stiletto heels. And then there's also like lots of like holistic alignment, like that type of stuff, like mindset type of thing, or like they're like kind of flowy. So it seems to be like either one of those things. And so when I go to look, I'm like, I don't really fit in with any of that. Like, I don't think I do personally. So it kind of gives me a space of like, well, if I don't see myself, number one, it's just like, okay, well, how do I quote unquote succeed in that space? It's like, okay, I don't want to be that. That's not me. Like nothing wrong. It's just like, okay, that's not me. Right. Okay. Well, what do, how do I, to your point, how do I want to show up? And I'm like, okay, I don't really wear makeup. And you have like big curly red hair. It's going to be like messy sometimes because it's going to be frizzy. Like it's rainy today. It's going to be frizzy today. So I'm going to put it back in a bun. So sometimes it's going to be like in a bun. I'm going to wear a sweatshirt. And like I've seen other people on like, you know, social media and stuff and that stuff works with them too. So there's no like one way to do it. You can either be like super glammed up or like no makeup and just kind of hanging out like how you had the towel on your hair. Like if you have good information and you're giving good value, it doesn't, it doesn't matter and that's what I'm like telling myself too, is like, if I'm just providing value and doing what I want to do and showing up the way that I want to do, then I will bring in the people that work well with me. Like they will want to work. I don't have to prove or pretend to be anything. They'll just be already in alignment because I was in alignment when I created the content yes. in mind. Yes. That's the whole point, right? Is like, by giving yourself permission to do and be exactly who you are, you attract the clients and the opportunities that appreciate you for that, for that wholeheartedly. Whereas if, you know, continuing to fall into the shoulds, continuing to fall into the, um, the visual, like, this is how I need to be, this is how I should be, mm. then you have to uphold that. And that's yeah. exhausting. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's out of character. It's out of alignment. It's exhausting. And if you want to burn out, that's a fast track way to do it. And so it really comes down to, are you willing to show up as yourself. And that's a hard question for a lot of people because, you know, sometimes that can, that is vulnerable. Sometimes that feels scary. And I always say that the value of your content is greater than the color of your eyeshadow. Look, if I would have waited to create content, if I would have waited to do interviews, if I would have waited to record yeah. TikTok videos until I was quote unquote camera ready, whatever that even means. Yeah. I would not even be remotely where I am today. I wouldn't be having the impact in my own life and in the clients that I get to work with. The podcast would not be where it is today. Yeah. It just, at some point, you have to just get over yourself. And, and mm -hmm. I know that's like really blunt, but that's, no. that's what it boils down to is when are you going to get out of your own way? Yeah. When are you going to stop making excuses? When are you going to stop going outside of yourself? And when are you going to start owning who you actually are so you can do the thing that you know that you came here to do? Yes. Preach, preach. <laughs> I love it. Cause I talk about that too, about, cause it feels harsh to say, cause, cause you gotta be careful of like, I, I don't want to like say, you know, no, no, things careful. are hard. No careful. But that's I'm like, <laughs> was like things like, so I'm like, okay, things are hard. Things are difficult. Like I get it. But it's just like, I even tell this to myself of like me, like hemming and hawing. I'm like, Amanda, 
get over yourself. It's not a big deal. Like I talked about, like get over yourself. It's not a big deal. Pick an option and just go with it. If you don't, if you end up not liking it, you can just try it out. A month later, just pick something else. It's not a big deal. It's not like this life altering decision 99.9% of the time. Right. And you know, it's, it's not to discount that sometimes there are life circumstances that make these types of things harder, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not discounting that by any means. But what I'm talking about is in those little silent moments when you're yeah. by yourself and you're at, kind of at a crossroads, look, indecision will stop you faster than probably just about anything mm. because indecision puts you in this wavering back and forth, this like, well, what if this? And well, what if that? And honestly, sometimes all you need to do is make a decision and try it. Yeah. Notice how I didn't say master it. Notice how I didn't say perfect it. I said, try it because you'll know very quickly. Oh, this feels right. Let me lean more into this. Oh, I don't like this at all. Let me pull back out of this. Right. Like just give yourself the chance to play with it. Yeah. Like we make it so serious. Are there serious moments? Certainly that's life, but we make every tiny decision so serious that we'd like, totally block any level of creativity or authenticity that we truly have, but just simply are not letting ourselves be. I love that. I'm just like repeating what you're saying because I'm like, stop making every decision and moment so serious because that is so true, especially as like a business owner because everything theoretically has consequences and it's on you because you made the decision. And then if you do have employees, it's like, well, then you're responsible to that. Like, it's not just you. And so you have to think about it. But at a certain point, Oh, I want to come back to something because I wrote it down. I want to like get your thought on it because you said that you were acting as a leader in your company versus a CEO. And I just want to quickly get what you mean as the difference because I feel like that might have what I was questioning. I think that's related. Yeah. So what do you think is the difference between yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, and this is this is my singular opinion and it's taken me some time to really kind of feel into what that was and, and own that, honestly. You know, to me being, I was being a leader, I, w- I felt that I was good at because I was good with people. I listened to them. I was um, always interested in investing in their future and giving them opportunities, um, really like hearing and seeing them as part of the whole of the company, right? So um, I was very much invested in the well-being of my employees. Where I feel like I didn't do awesome as the CEO was I was not looking at the big picture. I was good on the ground with the people, but I didn't take into account the decisions that I was making and how that was affecting ultimately them, myself, my family, Mm -hmm. the health of the company, my finances, you know, everything that goes into being, um, being a CEO. And so I got too personally attached and I forgot to come up out of that. And I think that you can, you can have both of those things but I think it's yeah. really important that it can't be so driven by one side that you forget about the other. Okay. That I get that. Cause that's what the, in a, the CEO and the leader, cause they, everyone always talks about, it, especially like corporate stuff is like the CEO is the leader. Right. But a lot of times in corporate, in my mind, because I've worked in corporate now for a while is that the CEO is often, it's just kind of like a, I don't want to say figurehead. That's not the wrong. It's just kind of like a distant person who makes all the decisions basically. And then the people under them are the people who care about the people is mm. a lot of times I feel like how it's portrayed. And I know there's lots of talks about how the CEO should also be like a leader to your point of like caring, but I'm just like, based on the current culture, it seems the persona of it is different. And so when you have a way to make your, when you're in your own business, you have, I guess the c- capability to combine the two 
when possible and how that works for you because being a leader and caring about other people's, obviously you care about other people's success and like their investment in the company and like their growth and all those great things and their dogs or whatever, right? But then you also have to be like, okay, this person is late all the time. They're not doing the best work. Like you have to also, the hard conversations of like, actually this person is really lovely and I love them as a person, but they're absolutely terrible at their job. I think I made a wrong decision maybe in hiring them. And then figuring out what to do from there. And that's, I think, the hard... And that's where I sucked as a CEO, if I'm just being very blunt. Because I got... I'm very heart forward, but I let that get in the way of making very important decisions that the company needed. And so... Your company. Yes. Yeah. My company. Yes. Yeah. So you have extra stake in it. (laughs) Like, Like not paying myself for four months. Yeah. Right? Like taking on clients that weren't aligned because we needed the money. Like you know, overexerting myself and picking up the slack because I wanted to avoid hard conversations, that kind of stuff. I love that. I want to like quickly touch on the hard conversations of how you approach them now. Like, how do you balance that? Like if you do have a situation, maybe with a client or like, I guess within your, you know, marketing business or like your coaching business, like hard conversations, they might be approached differently, but I'm curious how you approach them now versus maybe how you had before. Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, when I become aware of a situation, I become aware of a situation, Yeah. right? Where before it was like, let's just like put this in the drawer. That can't be happening. You know, it'll be fine. It'll get fixed. It'll fix itself. And now I'm like, oh, there's something, something is catching my attention. Let me, let me just build some awareness around this and um, really giving myself the opportunity to feel into it, to understand all the details um, you know, what is my, what is my next step? How do I want to show up in this conversation? And I think it's always important um, to always give a situation a benefit of a doubt because mm-hmm. people are humans and that's yeah. just a part of who I am and will always be, um, is to not go a hundred miles an hour to like, you know, they're screwing yeah. up. They're trying to sabotage this. They're like, they don't care. It, it's no, that's, that's some old conditioning that needed to go away. Right. So, um, you know, always approaching the conversation with curiosity, like, Hey, I noticed this, you know, I just want to check in, see if you're okay. Is there something we need to talk about? This is how it's affecting things. Um, you know, just coming at it from a human perspective perspective. I think that's one of the most important things that I learned is that you can be heart centered and care about people and also hold your ground and make the decisions Mm -hmm. as best for the company at the same time. Yeah, I like that because I feel like there's like to your point and what you were struggling with before as the CEO of your own company is that it's so, it seems difficult. I mean, it is, I guess it's a learning process to like combine the two uh, because they seem so black and white in some capacities until you realize like having the hard conversations is where you're helping them a lot of times. Yes. Like bringing things to their attention and having the conversations and not that it's related, but I'll have these conversations with my daughter sometimes too, where I'm like, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but she needs to hear certain things right. from not, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking her. It's just, I want her to know the way that her attitude impacts other people instead of just like yelling at her or punishing her. I'm like, look, this is making me feel a certain way. Do you want people to feel this certain way? Like having those conversations, even though I don't feel like it, cause I'm just like, I don't feel like having this conversation. I just feel like that's probably like a mother thing too, that like a lot of women have with their, you know, wanting to talk to their kids too, of wanting to be like the cool, wanting them not to be mad at you. I feel like it's the same thing when you own a company, cause you're kind of viewing it as like, I'm I don't want to say in charge of, but like they're dependent on me for their income or like their stability. The child's the same way. So I feel like I have that kind of 
thought when I talk to even my daughter too, when I'm just like, I need to have these difficult conversations instead of just brushing it under the rug. Right. Cause otherwise it'll keep, it'll just continue. And so instead of like, you know, asking questions, like you said, being curious of like, why, like, how are you, why are you feeling that way type of thing? Like how, what's going on? Just want to let you know how this is impacting. Yeah. I can also tell you that the longer you put it off, the bigger it gets. Yeah. And that's when things start to actually become a real problem. That's when it's mm-hmm. harder to get your hands wrapped around things. And that's sometimes the situation where too many emotions get involved and things aren't awesome. So the sooner, yeah. you know, it's like a Band-Aid, rip it off. It's uncomfortable for a reason, um, but you can diffuse it so quickly with compassion and kindness and curiosity. Yeah. And that'll give you the information that you need. And then now you have some stepping stones. Now you have some things to work on together. Now there's awareness with whoever's, you know, involved in this situation. So the sooner you can do it, the better for both of you. Um, And this is in any aspect of your life, whether it's if you have employees, if you have subcontractors, if you have a spouse, you have a child, a friendship, you know, a parent. Literally whatever. Yeah. Because I've also found too, like, a lot of times like you're feeling something that isn't being picked up by them because they're just living their lives. So like you're over here like feeling all these things and being like, oh, they're doing this on purpose. And then when you eventually bring it up because you waited forever, you're all of a sudden just like ready to be like screaming at them because you're right. so irritated. And they're like, I had no idea. What are you talking about? Because you didn't say anything and they didn't know it was even a problem. Right. You're expecting somebody to change something that they may not even be aware yeah. of. Right. They like, have no idea. Hard conversations don't always have to be like a blow up situation. It's just yeah. like, hey, you know, kind of having some feelings. Wonder if we could sit down and chat about it. Totally. Okay. Slight pivot. I wanted to ask about, you're doing a lot, obviously. So I'm curious what goals you're currently pursuing, like maybe working towards this, not necessarily this year, because I don't know how you break down goals because I feel like goals get iffy because it's kind of like, sometimes we push ourselves a little too much to like meet like random goals that we've just set for the shoulds kind of thing. But like, if you have any goals that you're clearly like trying to align yourself with and work towards this year, this month, this week, I don't care how long it is. Just curious, what goals are you currently working towards right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm i not like a quarterly goal setter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> um, I, I'm not even like a super big annual goal setter, which, you know, in business might seem like, well, how could you not? And it's like, it because I, I roll on more on feeling and alignment And do I have aspirations? Do I have goals? Absolutely. But I'm not going to like, I don't know. Sometimes I have micro goals and then I'm like, you know, in my own little sprint for those things. Yeah. Um, But if you set those, that doesn't mean that it's wrong, right? Like if that feels right to you and that gives you comfort and stability, then rock your quarterly goals, right? (laughs) So what I'm working on right now, what I'm focused on is, you know, I feel like I'm in flow for the first time in a very long time. And I love and I honor that space. And so my goal right now is to continue amplifying my voice to impact more women in business um, by being on podcasts like yours. So I appreciate you having me um, by having conversations, by leading by example. You know, I practice what I preach. So continuing to amplify my voice and my presence is one of my primary goals. My second goal um, is to build out my office. So two years ago, I bought (laughs) bought a commercial building, you know, right in the kind of thick of of COVID. I tend to do that. I realize when like (laughs) shit goes down, I'm like, we're rolling. (laughs) Uh, Like I started my branding agency during the recession. 
So, and again, not by choice. It just kind of happens yeah. that way for me. Um, so I'm excited to um, hopefully start building out the building. Again, it's one of those things I'd love to have it finished this year. Um, but if that's not the time frame, frame that the universe has for me, then I'm not going to freak out yeah. over it because it doesn't do me or anyone else any good. Yeah. But um, building out my office, particularly building out my podcast studio, which will continue to amplify my voice, um, you know, but it's one of those things I don't need it to yeah. do what I do, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's a good milestone. So amplify my voice and build out my building are my primary focus right now. I like that about the, that's why I feel sometimes tricky about asking the goals because goals is such a, I don't want to say convoluted, but it's such a tricky kind of scenario where some people don't really set goals. It's more like a feeling thing, but like other people are like super into the goals. And I used to be super into the goals because that's what I should do. And I also had like my own issues where I had like control issues and like type A stuff. And I like thought I had to work. And then I realized I was like making myself anxious by doing all of this stuff, by having these types of random, I just arbitrarily was like making numbers and like, you know, like I wasn't, I guess with arbitrary because I was looking at past stuff and I was looking at what was feasible, but then I would like do the stretch thing of like, but not take into account my life and like having to take my daughter to the doctors right. or like having a random phone call pop, like random stuff. Pressure. I wouldn't take too that. Too much pressure. Yeah. I, yeah. I would put too much pressure on myself. And then of course I would feel bad because I would never meet these freaking goals that I set for myself. Not because I couldn't or I failed or I was stupid or I didn't. It was literally because of outside, like I didn't take into consideration. I have to sleep. And I want to work out too. Like, I don't want to just sit at my desk and do stuff. And then I would fail my goals and then feel like garbage. And that's when I kind of stopped making goals. Like I made goals for this year, but they're very like loose to your point. They're more like feel kind of like building things goals. There's not like, I want to have, like I have, of course, like certain goals that I would like, I want to have X amount of downloads. I want to have that type of thing. But like beyond that, I'm like, I think I can get there for that. There's no reason I can't, can't get to that. I'm going to work towards that. But there's no one way I can work towards that and leaving like the wiggle room for the how kind of thing, yes. like leaving that space for myself to not have it play out in a way that I think it's going to play out. Cause to your point with, you know, you're building like, who knows how it's going to play out. And by like thinking and forcing a certain way, you're shutting the door other maybe possible better ways for yourself that you didn't even know because you were just so dead set on that one thing. Well, that's, I mean, that brings up such a solid point that, you know, things can honestly work out in ways that we can't control. Yeah. And in timelines that we can't even wrap our heads around. And so, you know, I know for me, my own personal working style, um, setting too much, too many rigid points yeah. takes me out of my own flow. And so, you know, I think, I think that sometimes if you're like, okay, for the next six months, I'm going to head down and do this. And again, if this works for you, please, my words are not here to tell you not to do this because if that's your own version of alignment, then by all means continue to do it. I'm just speaking from my own personal working style. I'm very much more of a flow type of personality. And so like things can happen overnight. Things can happen next week. Things can happen yeah. three months from now. Things can happen three years from now. You know, I, I don't know that it's our job to dictate the timeline. Rather, it's our job to stay in alignment and take aligned action. And what I mean by that is like, okay, I'm, I've felt into this. I know this is right for me. What's something that I can do today to move closer to that? What's something that I can do today that pulls that in to me? What is an action? What is an outreach? What is an email? What is a post yeah. that I can do that helps support that goal? that helps draw it into me in the way that it's supposed to. And that thing could, that thing that you think might take 12 months 
could happen next month. Yeah. Right. And so I think staying open to, you know, the magic of what the universe has for us it can be is is a really underutilized tool. If we get out of our own way yeah. of having to figure out all the details, some straight magic can happen for sure. I want to repeat that for you. If we get out of our own way of making all the details happen, the magic happens. Yes. I like that. I rephrase it a little bit because I can't remember verbatim, but I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I just like to pull quotes because I'm just like, I always like a podcast when they like will repeat things and like leave space, but I never remember to leave space for myself because I just like get super excited and I'm just like going for it. I'm like, Amanda, you should like make sure you pause and like repeat things. Yes. Because <laughs> I love when people do that. Yeah. I was like, let me just do that for you because I really liked it. Okay. Yes. I think I'm just going to ask you like two more questions to respect your time on the Saturday morning. Yes. So what have you recently caught out of your life, whether it's your business or your personal life, whatever, whichever way you want to decide to do, what have you caught out that you wish you'd had done sooner? And maybe why hadn't you cut it out sooner? Mm, I cut out a should. Mm, this is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, the should of when and how long I need to work. So what okay. I mean by that is, um, you know, when I back... Pre-COVID, when I did have a full staff, I felt this deep responsibility and expectation that I needed to be there before everybody was there and yeah. I needed to be there after everyone left, mm-hmm. right? Like that's super ingrained in like masculine CEO culture. Boss. Yeah. But yes. Um, and my body just doesn't function that way. Yep. I've learned over the years that I, I need white space. I need freedom. I need um, sleep. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I am a sleeper, right? Like, I don't know if you're into human design, but I'm a projector. And so one Same. of the, uh, well, see, takes one to know. I saw one. that too. My husband was like, is that why you nap? I was like, I guess so. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, projectors, uh, we're, we're not built to hustle. That's not our thing. In fact, we attract the most when we kind of sit back into yeah. our creation. And so um, I've changed that since COVID, but you know, it's one of those things that creeps up on me. It's an old habit and old habits die hard. Um, and so sometimes I can feel myself like getting anxious in the morning, like, Oh, I got to get up and I got to get ready. I got to go to the office and do this stuff. And I was like, hold on a second, Laura, (laughs) nobody is telling you that you need to do that. You're telling yourself that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love my slow mornings. I, you know, like yesterday, my husband and I sat out back and drank our coffee and, listen to the birds and we daydreamed together. And I didn't get to, I didn't start like working until almost 11 o'clock. And I thought you did working in air quotes, by the way. You can't see her, but she did working in air quotes. And I was like, working. Yes, air quotes, working. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I also kind of look at that as like, well, what is work to me? You know, I, I I spend my days very differently than I used to. So, you know, breaking the should of, I need to work nine to five or eight to six or around the clock in order to have a successful business. I can actually honor my own energy and work in the way that feels best to me and actually be even more profitable than what I was before. Yeah. I like that with the, cause when you were saying you like drank coffee on the porch with your husband or yeah, on the deck, um, like, I don't know if it's good now or not, but anyways, my husband, like one of our favorite, memories of COVID, which is like, you know, like silver lining situation. It was just like, we were, yeah, we were all home. So I'm like, I don't want to say it was like a, a great time, but 
we were at home and we like did this thing called COVID cocktails. So we had like little balcony off our bedroom. So we yeah. had like COVID cocktail hour and we would like, he'd bring his like little Bluetooth speaker up and he'd put like um, the Rat Pack on because it's like slow, like Sinatra music, like you can just chill. So we'd like make cocktails and just sit on the balcony and watch the squirrels because my cat like was watching the squirrels and like just get really angry. So we would have like, just literally watch the squirrels drinking cocktails and having char- uh, charcuterie on the balcony for like an hour or two at a time. And we just did that last week. And I was like, this this is lovely. See? And like not feeling bad about it either. Yes. Being like, well, I could be editing a guest podcast right now, but being like, no, Amanda, no one told you you have to do that. Like no one even told you when it was needed to be out like live. No one gave you a duty. Like you're doing this for yourself. Self, what do you want to do the due date? Yes. I'd like, what are you doing? Like just go sit on the freaking balcony with your husband. The whole point is like, you also want to like enjoy your life. So I love that you're, I like that you said air quotes working because I'm like all of it's working. Cause even with the, the space you're giving yourself, it's like letting your brain chill and like, I don't know, like having the synapses connect. I forget the exact like biological stuff, but you do have to like let yourself rest to give yourself the space to put pieces together and like have up with ideas and recuperate and all those types of things. So it isn't working quote unquote, like a boss, like sending emails and like, you know, cold calling and like doing the actual quote unquote, like on the ground work, but it is like the work of giving yourself the space to come up with ideas and relax and like actually live the life to bring into the business. Cause otherwise, what are you doing it for? If you're just like at a desk working like nonstop, like that's not, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. One last question, because it is the bare minimum babe podcast. I want to ask, how do you embody the bare minimum babe mindset in your business, your personal life relationship, whatever it is of honing down to the basics to get started so you can move forward and grow whatever that would be. Yeah. You know, I think, I think I embody that. Let me feel into that for a second. Of course. You know, I think I embody that by allowing myself to do this my own way. And what I mean by that is, like I just said, working the way that I want to, starting my day uh, with slow mornings most of the week because I feel good doing that. Mm. By choosing to not overpack my calendar because I don't have anything to prove anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't need to overexert myself in order to be successful. I don't need I don't need a staff of 15 to be successful. I don't need to offer every service under the freaking sun to be successful. And that, you know, what is life if we can't have our joyful moments to do things with our family, to go places that we want to go, to actually like live alongside building this? Mm-hmm. What is the point of any of it if you're not living while you're building it? And so I embody that every single day. And some days easier than others. I am not perfect. I still have to undo some of that sometimes. Um, But I'm so much more aware of it now. And I realize that you can truly be successful by not only being your own self, by embodying every ounce of the spirit that you were given, but also by working the way that feels right to you. You can have all the success whatever that looks like to you, whether that's running a $50,000 business or a $5 million business or anything in between. Um, as long as it's for you, you can do it and you can do it in your own way. Yes. I love that. And I also wanted to point out how you said, um, cause the whole podcast that came from me being burned out on like music stuff and wanting another creative outlet and it just leading stuff from there. But it was like feeling like I had to do stuff a certain way. 
and then this idea of success. So I just want to quickly point out that you said like to be successful. I don't have to like hustle and kill myself to be successful because also success obviously means different things to different people and success could be whatever you want it to mean. It could just be like the freedom to like quote unquote work, not work until 11 o'clock and have like a slow morning and then that be working for your life like because that's living your life. So it could just be having the freedom to do what you want and it doesn't necessarily have to be like taking over the tech world like Elon Musk or something like that. Like it, it, that's awesome, obviously very successful, but what is successful for him? Maybe for an example, kind of like, I feel like I'd be stressed all the time. Like, I don't think I could handle that. Like, I think that'd be, you know, and I want to spend more time with my daughter. Like I have other life goals. So like, I feel like it's hard sometimes when you're starting a business and a business owner to like look at other people's quote unquote success, but not realizing like the stuff that maybe they're cutting out or maybe things that they maybe prioritize more. And it's not better or worse. It's just kind of like, if you actually got, it's like the, it's weird, but like the genie situation, like if you actually got what you wanted, would you actually be happy with what you wanted? Or did you just think that you wanted it because the shoulds and like what you saw and like this idea of what you thought it was and what you thought you wanted your life to be. I just thought, I just wanted to point that out because I liked how you how you said that. Like totally, that's the whole point of me. Bare minimum, babe. That's the whole thing is like we bare minimum. It's like literally like a, what is the bare minimum you need to do to have the successful life that you want to do without like killing yourself because you don't need to, to be successful. You don't have to sleep under your desk and eat like ramen noodles for like six months right. to make it work. You just don't. Right. If you, if you do, then whatever, but you don't. Right. You know, and I think it's, I think it's important to honor the timeline. We don't know what the timeline is. Right. Yeah. But if I think about, if I had 15 years ago when I first started my business, if the opportunities that I have today currently in this moment showed up 15 years ago, I would have collapsed, right? Yeah. Because my body, my mind, my spirit, my business was not ready for any of that. Yes. You know, and the same thing in year three and year five and what showed up in year 10, if that would have showed up in year two, I wouldn't have been prepared for it. And so I think yeah. that there's something very, very important about honoring the process. Let it do what it needs to do. You are not behind on your journey. The opportunities that are meant for you will not pass you by. Everything is already designed. And so if you just get out of the way, stop yeah. forcing things, stop making things, stop grinding on things, stop like controlling everything. If you step back and let the death grip like release that a little bit you'll find that things actually get to be a lot more enjoyable and can actually come to you a lot easier than when trying to control every ounce of every step of it yes and for the purpose of reiterating because i love this for myself and for you to hear this again the opportunities meant for you will not pass you by truth and i really like i really like that true because yes i feel like to your point with like you might not even been ready like 10 years ago for the stuff that you have now. And that's, I feel like that's so important too, of like wanting the success. But like, if you got everything that you wanted, would you even be like mentally prepared? Do you have the infrastructure for it? Do you have the stuff to even be ready for it? Like you might be wishing on yourself what you can't handle right now. And it's almost like a, like how you're saying, just wait. I just think that was, yes, I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think about that with my podcast too, right? Like, so the gutsy podcast is four years old now. It just hit the top 100 right? Again, awesome. not... That's a long time too. Not like That's consistency, not an, yeah. Yeah, not an overnight. But, no. I, but I think about, you know, had that, uh, lack of better terms, title or acknowledgement came in the first year of the podcast, I don't know that I would have been ready for that, right? My, my voice is so much more developed. My message is so much more developed. Yeah. My confidence, um, 
just the way that my presence is like, I really needed to embody, I really need to embody that. And so it happened when it was supposed to, because I was ready. And so the only way to get to that though, is to start. Yes. I feel that. I just want to like point on that because you only realize like who you are and like what you want to say in your voice and all those types of things when you're doing it. Otherwise you don't just start immediately knowing like, you know, you have an inkling, but then you hone it. So I like that. Okay. Well, I just want to wrap this up. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there, tell us where we can find you on social, on your website, any, anything you have going on right now? How can we find you? Yeah. So the best place to find all things are, are the hub of my website. So it's lauraora.com, which is L-A-U-R-A-A-U-R-A.com. Um, I play the most on TikTok. I, I have so much fun over there. That's, that's, that's my space on the internet. Um, but I also have a, a free group. It's called the Gutsy Collective. Um, again, there's a link on my website to it. Uh, it's a free group on Facebook. And then a couple of times a month, we get together for, for live sessions together. So I would love to continue to support you. Um, the Gutsy Podcast is a free, amazing resource where you get two episodes every single week. Um, but again, all of that can be found on my website. Yeah, check it out. I'm not like, I always feel like... Uh should I be concerned that people won't listen to me? And like, no, her stuff is great. Everyone can, we can have two different pairs of shoes. We can have five 100%. different kinds of cups. It does not matter. Go support, <laughs> go support her podcast. Listen to it. I'll also include all this stuff in the show notes as well. So you can get the links. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate our talk. I, I personally took a lot of notes and I appreciate the hashtag life lessons that I feel like I received today. So thank you so much, Laura, for being a guest. It's my absolute honor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. If you liked this episode, which I'm assuming that you did because you're now listening to the end of it where I'm asking you to pass it to a friend. So clearly you listened to the end. If you liked it, please pass it to a friend you think it could resonate with and leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate it because like Laura, it would be awesome if my podcast, Bare Minimum Babe, went to the top 100 at the very least. That would be amazing. And I would really appreciate any support that you can give to the podcast. It would mean so much to me. So I also really love the talk that I had with Laura and I really hope you did as well because it really did make me think like, yeah, what are the little ways that I should on myself? And like, I didn't think about how they happen in the tiny moments and that I need to be kind of aware of like when I make decisions, like not agonize over them, but also think like quickly when I'm making that decision, like, is this because I want to make this decision? Is this the thing that I want to do? Or is this because it's how I think I should be doing it? You know, is this how I think I should be writing my copy? Is this how I think I should be setting up my website? Is this how I think I should be talking to people? Is this, you know, thinking about it in that way? Like even this podcast, like there's a million different ways to interview somebody, you know, and I, do I need to have an outline? Can I just have a conversation? Do I need this? Do I need to talk to them about this? I don't need to do anything. I want to, I need to do what I want to do basically. Right. And so just having those little insights of when you're making decisions and when you're kind of plotting out your life, thinking of it in that way. So last little question I want to like leave you with is like a little uh uh-huh that I had that I loved from the interview from Laura that she said is, are you willing to show up as yourself? Because sometimes that's really hard to do and it's vulnerable. It takes practice. It doesn't just come naturally from most people. So thank you again for listening to this episode and I will be in your ears next week. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.